This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website. Engage your audience. Sell anything, your products, your content, your time. Whatever you want, you can sell it using Squarespace. Or maybe you don't need to sell it all. Maybe you just need a website to, you know, post, uh, you know, blog thoughts or, or non-blog thoughts, aka just regular thoughts. <laughs> okay, I have an idea for a new website. And the website is called Did Bobby Remember to Redeem? And what it does is it keeps track of all the redemption codes and then people can vote whether or not Bobby remembered to redeem the redemption code. And then, Bobby, you can come in and use the blog function of these websites to state whether or not you did that. And we can use analytics to find out how people are voting. We can use the email campaigns to remind people to vote. And Bobby, even yourself, could use said email reminders to remind yourself to actually redeem code. I love it. It's a great idea. <laughs> it's a winning option. You know what? Scarce makes, makes this website easy to do. All of those things that we would need, done. Squarespace makes the website possible, Bobby. That's what it's coming yeah. out to. <laughs> uh, Never lose another Pokemon because you can't remember. And if you do, people who sign up will win big. Win what? I don't know. We haven't worked that out yet. <laughs> We will, though. I'm sure by next episode, we'll figure it all out. Hey, you can head over to squarespace.com slash PKMNCST for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, launch, use offer code PKMNCST to save 10% off your first purchase of website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash PKMNCST. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 529th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello. Uh, it's pumpkin spice season. New pumpkin spice dropped at the grocery store today, early, just in time for Christmas. Pumpkin spice eggnog has appeared. I know we were worried that we wouldn't make it to Christmas, but here it is. Also... Pumpkin spice chocolate drizzle popcorn. You're just making stuff up at this point. I'm not. <laughs> I wish I was making this stuff. I wish these were not real products that I had to witness with my eyes at the Cub Foods. Yet here we are. Bobby is here. <laughs> uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, I have not. I don't know that I've ever had anything pumpkin spice. What? Ever. Bobby, why do you deny yourself simple pleasures? You live in California. That has to be everywhere. I don't know. It is everywhere, but like, <laughs> I don't typically... The seasons are always the same in California, so you don't even have to wait for pumpkin spice season. It just will appear whenever they get some. This is true. This is absolutely true. Here's but... the key. Pumpkin spice doesn't taste like pumpkin. <laughs> oh, does it not? No, okay, it's there you spices go. <laughs> that go into pumpkin pie. Vaguely, sometimes there's a waff of pumpkin. I would, what does pumpkin like very taste cin- like? It tastes like squash. 
It's Tim and Nick, Chloe, Nutmeggy. Yeah, Nutmeggy too. Huh. I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea because I've never tried it. I well, just, I just stay treat away. yourself. Bobby, yeah, treat, treat, treat yourself, yourself Bobby. Get a pack right. of Pokemon cards and get yourself <laughs> a pumpkin spice cute. drizzle popcorn. It's actually ironically funny how a pack of Pokemon cards is probably the same as a small Starbucks drink. It is. We got some Pokemon news this week. Uh, we're going to go through, and um, there was a new Pokemon shown for Scarlet and Violet. Uh, there's some new stuff in Pokemon Go. Uh, but let's start off with the Pokemon Unite stuff. Because it, after a full year of no one knowing how to rotate to Dreadnought, they removed Dreadnought. Uh, after a full year of people complaining about Zapdos, they removed Zapdos. Uh, and after a full year of people realizing that the little hallway that you try to get to Zapdos is probably the worst way to enter the game, <laughs> they removed that hallway. Instead, they made a whole new map. They did. And they really like the hiding spots in the new map. There's a lot of those. It's a whole new map we're playing. Uh, there's also the <laughs> Battle Pass number 10. Yeah. 10. Yeah, we're on we're on I 10. Know. I know it's going so quick. It's because they do two battle passes a season. Yeah. Because they love to double dip okay. and they they're, in my <laughs> opinion, not creative enough to make a good battle pass. So it's like they Do you not like theatrical style Mew? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I, I don't. I don't like how they gave Mew shoes bigger than its head. It's it's <laughs> not great. What? Those shoes are so got, big on Mew. His feet are not that Mew's big. Got big feet. Mew's feet are bigger than his head. He's got big feet. Oh yeah. I look love... at look at Mew out of clothing, you perv, and see how big his feet <laughs> I are. You only perv. like clothes on my Pokemon. If you're playing Pokemon <laughs> Unite and your Pokemon is naked, you're we're losing because you didn't you didn't you didn't pay up to put some clothes on that uh, Pokemon. To, to be clear, the clothes are just um, aesthetic, right? There is Correct. not actually like a okay. No. Okay. There is a mental game a mental... that the clothes add. Pokemon Unite Season 10 Battle Pass now available. Through October 12th, the Season 10 Battle Pass will offer exciting rewards. Their words, not mine. Stylish trainer items. New Hollowware, such as the Elegant Style Mew and Wanderer Style Azumarill. Uh, each Battle Pass contains 60 Battle Pass levels with thrilling missions, their words, not mine, and corresponding rewards. Players can exchange AOS gems for the Premium Battle Pass, which will get you level 10. They made these Battle Passes really easy now, um, which is actually a good thing. Oh, so yeah. don't ever buy the Premium. Um, you, don't, you don't get anything extra except like the t 10 free, which you can do in like literally a day to get to 10. Just do like three matches and you're done. Like every battle pass season, I have completed the battle pass well before it has ended. <laughs> you do not need to buy the boost. Uh, yeah, and I don't even play as much as Greg does, to... and I've completed the last one with two, two, three weeks to spare. People buy the boost to play the mental game of having the outfit early, so people think you're really good. Yeah, uh, it's all it's all pregame mental stuff, and then you get out there and you're like, "Oh, you paid your way because you do not know how to play this game." Wow. Didn't realize it had, that style had so much influence in this Oh, it uh, does. <laughs> oh, it game. does. Pokemon Unite players can look forward to the mythical Pokemon Mew, uh, which is now available. 
Uh, you actually can get Mew for free by completing yeah. uh, uh, six mural fragments to unlock Mew's light. You could just buy Mew if you wanted to as well. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. That, uh, the special, okay. The special event the ends mural, October 12th. The mural stuff at, is tough. What they is? want a lot from you to, to get this character for free is all I'm saying. This special event ends October 12th, at which point Mew license will be available in the Unite Battle Committee shop for 12,000 AOS gems. Players will not be able to commit, sorry, players will not be able to obtain Mew's license at, um, at the Unite Battle Committee shop during the event, but they will be able to use AOS gems to progress through Mew's mural challenge more quickly. So translated, like you can't get, you can't buy Mew now. You can only... they, they're doing a thing now with characters where sometimes they did this with, um, I think like Glacian and Espeon, where you couldn't use coins to buy them, but you could spend some form of gems to get them because coins you can't coins are just free that you earn playing the game. Gems mm-hmm. you only get from giving the game real money. So yep. they'll put this artificial okay. like if you want it, you have to either do our challenge which is play a lot of our video game or you can give us real money and if you don't want to do either you can wait two weeks or three weeks and you can spend the coins you've earned for the character i'm a huge mew fan uh does this mean i should start playing unite is this worth it is mew like playing mew good or do you keep playing the same character like pokemon all the time or do you switch it up constantly in in unite i uh depends on what there are people like steve who will only play cram and hurt his entire team uh and then there's people like me who switch between characters based on our needs okay uh mew is maybe the most technical and difficult character they've done yet more than hoopa because because mew Every time, I think it's every time you score and every time you level up, you get to change moves. But the problem is, is that when you score in the middle of a battle, you no longer have moves because you have to decide immediately what moves you're going to pick for the next whatever amount of time. And unlike regular moves where you can just let it sit up there and the timer go down and you have access to it to the move from before no mm-hmm. they disappear and you have to pick your moves immediately you have to sort of know which direction on the d-pad are the ones that you want so you can hit them fast mm-hmm. uh while still trying to pay attention to everything else and so it is a bit complicated and then there's the barrier <laughs> interaction because if you fire things through the barrier they're increased. It's like it's an it's a very interesting character, but I haven't even played it yet. I've watched people play it. And I'm like, this is really complicated. Mm-hmm. And then people who are go who are going to get good with Mew are going to be really tough to play against because you never know what what's coming. Like you can't mm-hmm. predict of the six moves what combination they have. So so they did a bunch of buffs and nerfs. And they, they did, like, terribly nerf Cramorant to the point where it's, like, they've nerfed Cramorant in the past, and they've nerfed, like, Pokemon like Lucario in the past, and they've still been, like, good. 
<laughs> like they did like four Lucario nerfs at one point, and it, like it was still good like the entire time. It wasn't until like the most recent Lucario nerf where people were like, oh, "Okay, now it's officially bad." But they they they. So they did this weird thing, which they didn't really talk about here, where they nerfed pretty much every single Unite move. Every Unite move is... Yeah, is, is they did. In the first year of playing the game, when you United, um, it really made you like go like Super Saiyan Goku for a hot second. You do this crazy amount of damage, you get this huge speed boost normally... Um, even if you messed up your Unite and you weren't playing Cramorant, you could, like, run away. The reason I say, like, because Cramorant's Unite move, like, locks him to the ground. I think he's the only one that, like, locks him down. Um, everyone else, uh, like, does it. and a few then... others that lock you down. Yeah, but they, like, do it really quick and then they can move. Um, where, like, Cram is like, oh, you're locked down the entire Unite move. Unless you cancel it. And then you can run around. They changed it where, like, Unite moves are still, like, a powerful move, but it's not, like, this Super Saiyan mode anymore. It's just, like, a button to be a little bit more powerful for a couple seconds, and then the game's back to normal. And it was, like, they don't talk about it at all in this press release. Uh, and no. E- even if they changed nothing else, the fact that Unite move doesn't make you Super Saiyan anymore is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Because you would save that in an instance for like, um, like, oh, I'm in trouble and this will get me out of trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. and it kind of still does that, but not as consistent, I would say. Yeah. I mean, so instead of every Unite move getting the exact same change, so you used to get a speed boost and an attack boost and, uh, so, well, sometimes defense boost. Now each unit gets a different boost based off of what type of character they are. So support the support boost is different than the attacker boost, which is different than the defender boost. A good thing or bad thing? I, I if we're if we're just talking <laughs> like the pure if we're just talking about the pure aspects of making a game fun, I think hitting your here's the thing let's cancel out like unite altogether and let's go to other games that have like ultimates like apex legends or overwatch or destiny i played what four or five years of destiny and every time i popped my super that's what they called it in that game it felt great it felt like you were powerful for a second um it felt really rewarding using it same thing in um apex well most characters in apex legends have like decent ultimates but like I felt like when they changed it in Unite, it kind of took away a little bit of the fun. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so, for example, Cram is an attacker, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. So, for so instead of getting a super big speed boost, which is now given only to speedsters, attackers now get a, a, a shield. It's not very strong, but it gives you a little bit of defense. The movement speed is increased a little bit. But their attack speed or their move cooldown is reduced. So what Unite's moves do now is they lean heavily into what your role is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to say if that's better or worse because everybody (laughs) was so used to how it was before. Yeah. And you you played a very specific way because, okay, I can hit my Unite 
And like I play Eldegoss, I would fly up in the air, hit Unite, and then I would zip around that map healing everybody because I could move so fast. Mm -hmm. I don't get to do that anymore, and I don't know what I get to do other than for support, my cooldowns are are greatly reduced. So technically I can stay in the fight and use my moves faster, mm -hmm. but I used to usually used it to get it was like you're oh my gosh I'm being teamed up on I'm going to unite and get out of here and you mm -hmm. can't do that anymore and the game has really shifted both in the map and in how they move how they do their moves from you can kind of just be on your own to team fights are incredibly important and you need to keep doing them at all times right you need to be beating on each other pretty much all the time through the game right right. Uh, and that's really shown in how they change the Reggies. Yeah, so starting on September 2nd, ranked matches and standard matches will take place in the... Th uh, how do we say this? The Thea? The Thea yeah, I think it's Thea. Thea Skyruns above Aeos Island. On this new map, Legendary Giants Reggie Eliki, Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, and Reggie Steel will make their debut. <laughs> so, sorry, Reggie Draco. Somebody forgot about <laughs> Reggie you. Reggie Draco, you out. <laughs> Reggie Eliki will be at the top of the map. If you defeat it, uh, it will fight for your team as an extremely reliable ally uh, that will attack the opposing team goal zones. Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel will appear at the bottom of the map, and the team that defeats it will be temporarily powered up. The bonuses for defeating Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, and Reggie Steel will differ, uh, meaning battles can uh, fold in a myriad of ways. I didn't actually know the three were different. Yeah, they um, are different, and... The they final two minutes, the great. <laughs> Sky High Pokemon Rayquaza will appear more often in the center, uh, or will appear in the center. If the t team defeats Rayquaza, it will receive a temporary shield, while active uh, will increase the attack power and goal scoring speed that makes scoring attempts unblockable. Not, oh, okay, so I think my, my opinion on this is I was so excited for the new map. And as somebody who, like I said earlier, plays Apex Legends or, or Destiny when they introduce new maps, it's always like exciting. But usually when they introduce new maps, they, they do introduce new mechanics, but they also at the same time don't drastically change so many oh, other yeah. mechanics. I mean, the game, the game doesn't play at all the same anymore. It's like everybody has to relearn how to play this game. Yeah. So now is the perfect time for me to jump in if I decided I wanted to actually. Yeah. I mean, and the and the, so the thing now. is, the Reggie's at the bottom. The only one that seems to really be worth catching, uh, is Reggie Steel. They still do give an experience boost, but nothing like it used to be. And because the game really now focuses on team fights, and because Rayquaza is so different. Scoring throughout the game is almost more important than anything else. So now the constant battle on the map is, well, what is the team going to choose? Are you going to go to Reggie Alecki because you'll get huge scores and Reggie fights remarkably well and does a lot of damage to the other team? Or do you run down to see which Reggie popped up, but if he didn't get steel... Then what do you do? Because rock and ice are okay, but they aren't really game changing, and you've wasted your time going down there. Uh, 
it, there, there was like a, a an eye-opening moment because I, I did think Rayquaza worked exactly like Zapdos, right? Like if, if you're if, <laughs> if you don't listen to a Pokemon podcast, if you're not like re- like like even on the press release here, it doesn't say that like Rayquaza is like it says that it increases your skull gulling capacity, which is what Zapdos technically did, but it doesn't right. clearly say it's different. No, it's very different. So now. I'm I'm playing a match and like we're winning. It's it it's like you're in the lead. Like keep it up. You're hot or whatever. Whatever like weird things the announcer says. Like and it's saying that the whole match. And then I'm like I'm like waiting in the grass for Rayquaza and like Rayquaza pops up and like I'm just waiting to use my ultimate. And uh, the the Tyranitar on my team is is getting attacked and I was like I can't I can't save you like like most of our team is dead. I'm waiting here in the grass because our only, the only way I can take this is if I can snipe it at the very end. So that's that's my plan. Because everyone else is dead, and this Tyranitar is getting like four v one, and I I ain't gonna, I can't help you. I just right, can't. you can't help. There's no helping that. So right right before right before he dies, he just runs into the grass where I'm hiding, and then uh, the other four people see me, and now I'm dead because like he just like led them right to me. So now our whole team is dead, and I was like, my one opportunity of like wait for this Rayquaza to be like 10 HP and then pop out of the grass. Like I thought I was gonna have this real like call of duty uh 360 no scope moment here doesn't, doesn't happen so they 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 take rayquaza and i was like okay well we we lost it's over and they take rayquaza and then they dunk and then the last and they the, and then i'm like oh the 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 zones don't have the like countdown above them that's weird and then somebody in my twitch chat was like oh yeah it's 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 different now it's like goal getter so you do which i don't know how different that is like you can can you still you can't you can still be stopped yeah, so what what it does now is it puts the gold gator shield around you, and if you focus on fighting them, you will break that shield, and then they're back to just a normal, what's well, always a normal scoring speed, but the thing is, is with the shield on, you can sit there and not be interrupted. But if your team attacks and you break their shields, then you can interrupt them from scoring. So Rayquaza isn't an automatic win anymore, and I have played a lot of games now where nobody goes for Rayquaza, because why not just, if you're overpowered, just overpower them and pop their goals. Don't even bother the thing in the middle, because it's going to do damage to you. You're already overpowering them, so you can just defeat the other team and score and never worry about the score shield. And if you're behind and you haven't kept up in leveling, Getting the score shield won't make a difference because the team is way more powerful than you. The minute you approach, they burst your score shield and then they mow you down because they've been doing that to you the entire game. It's only in very close battles where you have been focusing on trying to deny the other team leveling while trying to level yourself as much. And the game is just a completely different game now. Well, yeah, and they they took Rayquaza and then they, you know, they scored a bunch because we're all dead. We're all dead. And then I was like, well, we lost. And then the, the game results came in and we like still won because our, our front eight minutes were so good. Yeah. Compared to their last two, which you would think is like, which is funny because like a year ago, that's what people said. Like, hey, if we play good for eight minutes, why do we get punished the last two? And then people just kind of got used to it. Right. People just like. Right. But it also made it like there was a game last week where um we were losing. We were losing. We were losing. And then the team actually voted to concede 
before Zapdos. And it was so frustrating for me because I was the one person that was like, why would we concede Zapdos isn't up? Because I've always been on the receiving end where you're winning, you're winning, you're winning, and then they take Zapdos and you lose. And it's like, we're losing, we're losing, we're losing. We can still take Zapdos and win. Like, why would you concede when, like, this mechanic is built to, like, sway the tide? I don't know if the team at Timmy, Timei, whoever may, I don't know if they've done a, like, they, they clearly, I would assume at least, did enough research and probably know what paths people were taking where people were going and they they designed this map around it but i wonder if they they thought like this swinging mechanic that is zapdos is so frustrating to casual people that 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 alone turned people off from this game oh yeah absolutely and like it also changed the necess like the frustration of people not going down to dread is now slightly less frustrating because you don't know what's down there until it spawns. And Reggie Ice is the worst because you just get an HP regeneration buff, which doesn't make any difference. Reggie Rock gives you a defense and special defense buff, but that's the way the game is built with the emblems, that doesn't make that much of a difference either. So Reggie Steele giving you attack Shield, and right? special attack buffs. Oh, it gives you oh, which which gives you that that is the buff you want because you just su- become super powered for a while, and it's hard to decide. So then does the new thing come? Everybody go up and fights Reggie Lucky to see which way you're going to send it down, and then people go down to maybe catch the buff. Or is it one person stays down there and tries to take out the Reggie to maybe give you a buff at the end? It There are so many questions about what is optimal on this new map. It is, it's refreshing and frustrating because all the skills that I had, I'm like, I don't know how to apply them anymore. I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, not only is the new map, like, tougher to learn... Because you're so used to like your your where you're walking, like what's spawning at what times, and obviously like with time you'll you'll be like okay, Nachu's spawn here, and uh, the Selgor spawns here. Like you, you'll get used to it, but it, like you also have to have the struggle of everyone else trying to figure that out as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the unite move nerf was like kind of out of nowhere and it was like yeah this is probably better for the long term but then they also nerfed emblems which like probably needed a nerf but they like nerfed like black was arguably the best and oh yeah and yeah, I, yeah. I built my cramorant around black and i played and i was like this feels worse than before emblems even existed and i removed the black and I was like, I, I it doesn't even feel any different. Like black is like so useless now. Like you're just wasting spots with black. But then it's like, I don't have the other emblems to, to like fill uh-huh. in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have, to, I have a I have a green black build right now that I'm going to have to switch over to a green white build. I think because that the white so black got hit hard, which. I I think they hit it way too hard. Like they cut it in half because it used to be two percent, four percent, eight percent, and now it's one percent, two percent, four percent. Yeah, which is still okay, but not great. And they also lowered 
the critical hit chance. So people used to go with crit, they lowered that, but they did increase special attack and attacks bonuses a little bit. And they added um, some new ones. They added like a dark and blue. They added, they added Navy, which I didn't even know what Navy does yet, because I don't have anything with Navy. Navy is uh, reduces your Unite move cooldown, so you get your Unite more often. It's probably I mean, like, the, like there are some Pokemon that get Unites way faster. Like Azumarill gets it way quicker than like Cramorant does. Yeah, I mean, I guess with the Unite changes, that makes a difference. Like it's really hard to figure out what is the optimal build. Like it is, it is a. It's as if they released Unite again for the first time a year later. Like, okay, I was going to say, this sounds like a, a new game. giant update. Yeah, it was, They changed everything. Yeah. It was huge, and I don't think anybody expected them to do as much as they did. I mean, like, Mr. Mime... Is a whole new character. Had, ...had moves completely changed. They just said those old moves were bad and we're changing them. If you if you had to the official Unite website where it talks about, like, buffs and nerfs... It'll be like Cramorant dive from seven seconds to eight seconds, and then like air slash from like seven point five to eight point five because they added like a second to each of its moves, and then Mister Mime mm. is like seventeen paragraphs. It's yeah. like <laughs> Mister Mime is a completely different character. <laughs> like the thing, the one of the readings is like Mister Mister Mime needed rework. He was a little too weird, <laughs> so they just reworked everything. Which again. People are like, so now they're going to go and fix Garchomp and fix Crustle because they've already said we'll just completely swap up moves to make them better. So those are probably the next up to have everything completely changed. But it's wild to have a year after and after you did the professional competition to say, guess what? Everything that you saw in that competition doesn't apply anymore because we've changed the game. It's funny too because they like sold like those characters and those skins at yeah. a discount. That's what I was gonna say. Like, like, the, like all the people that spent all the money. Zarina was came out of that competition as like the obvious like dominant Pokemon, and then they like nerfed Zarina, and it's like uh, it's, I don't know if it's good anymore. <laughs> yeah, like Stomp is last. Yeah, I. You know what they didn't change? They didn't change that membership. That membership's still bad. <laughs> yeah, the membership is still bad. <laughs> but like it's hard to figure out where to go from here which is both exciting and frustrating because like I want to get back to where I felt like I was good at the game and I just don't know what the game is right now or how to apply the skills that I had before and I don't know what priorities are anymore and the jungle is a lot bigger and things are things spawn like the attack lane now has multiple Zatus in it, so like the attackers have a lot more to kill up there to get more experience. And it seems very hard... easy to get to level fifteen at the end of this yeah. map that it was for other maps. Yeah, and you have to get most of your team up to fourteen, fifteen, because Rayquaza isn't a guaranteed win. Like, you used to be able to lag behind, and if you all saved your night moves and went hard on Zapdos, you could win that game. And that is not this game anymore. I feel like, I don't know if, Greg, you were going to say this, but I feel like because there were so many things changed, I don't know if I have the motivation to, like, learn it all again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I 
I have played a lot in the last three days. And overall, I say the map's layout is a lot better than it was. And team fighting is more important. So it's more important to level up and get into team fights than it ever was, which means it also shifts the dynamics. If you're working with a group in voice, you're going to have an absolute better experience than anything else. I'm excited by the changes. I just I just don't know if it's better. I think I think it's better for new players. I don't think there was anything we, t- we talked about this like six months ago. Like, what can Unite do to bring back people that isn't like, okay, let's release Umbreon, let's release Leafeon, let's release like you'll get people who really like a Pokemon that will come back, but then they're gonna remember like, oh yeah, this game is still this game, and like, yeah, my favorite Pokemon is here, but so I think if you're like, what are all the things that pushed away people and how can we make this a more I don't want to use the word fair, but how can we make this like a more accessible game where people yeah, it's don't more accessible and more balanced? Yeah. So people don't feel so slighted when it comes to something like a Zapdos or, or even like the hardcore people that are like rotate to Dreadnought. And it's like every good player was in agreement to rotating to Dreadnought, but it was really hard to communicate that to like a casual player that like Rotom was so useless. And now that they buffed Eliki to be. Much, much better than Rotom. And then they... Way better than Rotom. And then they changed the three Reggies where, like, they're not all that good. It's, like, it's harder to make that argument where somebody's, like, I'm going to Eliki, and you're, like, no, you're a casual player. It's, like, no, nah, that's actually maybe the the better choice here. Like, yeah. Like, you have to sort of read how the battles have been going and decide. But in a non-voice game where you're playing with strangers, that's really hard to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that I'm surprised and I like that it feels incredibly fresh. I just don't know if ultimately the experience once all the dust settles will be a good one across the board. I think, I think if you, if you were, if you were always on the fence of coming back to Unite, I think now's the time. Oh yeah, now's the chant time to give it a shot, and you can get Mew for free. What I was eventually. telling my, what I was telling my Twitch chat is like, I feel like I'm at the point where they did way too many nerfs, and that some things still feel like we don't know. So I feel like for me, it be it might be better to hold off until like the next balance patch. Yeah, I mean the weird thing, the weird thing about Cram is they increase the moves. And nerfed the emblems, which is what made Cram so dominant. Cram was good before uh, emblems, and then the emblems yeah. moved Cram into like an S tier Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, Cram just was dominant. If you had if you had the all black emblem cooldown, like Cram was unstoppable. And now they've hit it hard in two areas, and it's hard to say if and the, the, and they hit it hard in Unite because some people would argue that yeah. Cram's Unite was one of the best, and now it doesn't even have like this amazing Unite move anymore. Yeah, like they hit that character hard, hard, and they will probably fix it in the next patch because they, I mean, they just hit everything hard and be like, okay, we're changing everything and see what happens. So I don't know, like. 
It depends on when the next changes come. It also depends on what happens with Dodrio, who is a wild character coming, and Sizor, which also looks like a wild character as far as like damage and things that they do. So, I, yeah, I'm excited for the game, but also like in a little bit of Steve's exhaustion, like I don't want to relearn everything, but. I feel like I get less frustrated because I feel like everybody's learning something so I can't get too mad at people because we don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> and so when somebody doesn't know what to do, I'm like, that's valid. I don't know what to do. And I've been playing this game heavily for a year. I don't know what's right. Uh, you can you can still log in and get your five free license and five free Hollower gifts. So um, if you haven't logged in in like the last six months... Uh, logging in day one will give you uh, Pikachu for free and then uh, Pikachu skin. Uh, day two will give you Lucario for free. Day three, Blastoise. Day four, Snorlax. Day five, Sylveon. And they all come with skins. Um, so literally all you have to do, log in, claim the skin. Um, and that goes until October 12th. So they're they're still... I mean, the the one-year anniversary definitely, I felt like, satisfied ongoing players but them extending all of this after a huge update is like they're they know what they're doing they they want to they want to bring people back yeah and mew is incredibly popular so what better pokemon than than mew yeah yeah maybe i'll give it a chance you guys both play on switch though right because it's it's still on yeah uh, mobile everybody well, plays right? in the same map mobile or switch so. yeah there's crossplay. They're not they're not divided up. So if you're on mobile, you can play with anybody who's on Switch. But it's easier to play with an actual controller, right? Some characters think you... so. Okay. Uh, other people disagree. Um, <laughs> I can't play on mobile at all. I find it too frustrating. I yeah uh, I I could see how some Pokemon would be very good on mobile. Like like Cramorant's dive would probably be better on mobile because you don't have to because you could just point where to dive to. Instead of like dragging mm. the cursor, but yeah, I I also find it easier with the controller. But this this might go back to that like silly Splatoon argument where some people are like the motion controls is the only way to play Splatoon, and it's like you're out of your mind. I don't want to twist my controller. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we have uh some more Pokemon news, so we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your laptop exposed at a coffee shop while you run to the bathroom. I've done this before. Most of the time... (laughs) Sometimes you're by the coffee shop by yourself. You gotta go. Most of the time you're probably fine, but what if one day you come out of the bathroom and your laptop is gone? What? Yeah, what, what if? What if, Steve? Anyways... Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, you know, like perhaps in that said coffee shop where you're deciding to use their refi- free Wi-Fi to get some work done, you could be hacked because hackers can use the same network as you to gain access to your personal data, like your passwords, your financial, your Netflix password. And then your Netflix rates go up because they think you're hacked. password sharing. <laughs> And then you get all sorts of terrible recommendations because that person has poor taste. And it does not take that much technical knowledge to hack somebody. Some cheap hardware and a 12-year-old is all you need 
to get into just about anybody's computer these days. And your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling personal information on the dark web. Why use ExpressVPN? Well, it's uh, super secure. It takes a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Uh, it's easy to use. You can just fire up the app one uh, with, and click one button, and you're protected. Uh, and it works on all devices, phones, laptops, tablets, and more, so you can stay secure while you're on the go. Yeah, ExpressVPN is great. Will's been using it for a decade now or some, some ridiculous oh, yeah. long time. Uh, it works on your, your iPhone. They have a they have a mobile app. Uh, I think that's really great, especially if, you know, in a place where you're like, I need to look something up and I don't know what network I'm on and uh, I'm just going to switch over to ExpressVPN. So if Will was here, he would give you the whole spiel about he's running ExpressVPN right now, doing his thing. Yeah, but, but he is off in a cafe, off in the wild, using ExpressVPN to not get hacked. He's not and here that- because he's out there using ExpressVPN right now. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash p-k-m-n-c-s-t. That is e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n dot com slash p-k-m-n-c-s-t. And you can get an extra three months for free by uh, going over to expressvpn.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. This podcast is brought to you by Inked Gaming. When it comes to shopping for top quality gaming gear, we choose who? Well, we choose a company that shares our passion for Pokemon and everything that goes with it. A company built by gamers for gamers. A company called Inked Gaming. Inked has been the main supplier of essential gaming goods since 2011. And over the years, the collection has evolved, and so has their ability to be one of the best at what they do, which is giving gamers like me and you what they want for the best price. You can get sleeves, mats, dex cases, anything you want that is gaming-related within reason. Go to their website and find out. Anyways, you can catch them all at Inked Gaming. Customizing your gaming gear, a quick and enjoyable process so that you can easily match your game to your style. Offer only top quality gaming gear, specifically crafted by gamers for gamers. And we believe every gamer is an individual and it is our mission to help you customize the way you play. Easy and affordable. With Inked Gaming sponsorship this week, our listeners have exclusive access to certain perks that will come in handy, specifically 10% off discount that you can use towards your first purchase. So if you spot something you really like or you really need looking through their collection, you can go to inkgaming.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T and use the code P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T and the discount will apply at checkout. It's nice to have a friend in the business and thank you Inked Gaming for sponsoring today's show. And we are back from our break. This is off uh, Pokey Beach. Actually, Bobby sent this on in. Apparently, Shiny Eternatus will be arriving at GameStop um, in the upcoming weeks. It looks like from... They're, they're saying, so who who actually knows if these dates are final or 
GameStop even gets code cards or what is actually happening, but uh, they're saying from September 18th through October 1st, uh, you will be able to get Shiny Eternatus in Pokemon Sword and Shield. For whatever reason, Poke Beach says you can't get it in Arceus or BDSP. I don't know why anyone would think you would. <laughs> yeah, that is the wildest statement, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, this is, I guess, not really a surprise uh, because they've they've usually at the end of the generation released shiny legends of some sort. Yeah, Uh, I guess the surprise would be it's not closer to the release of Scarlet and Violet. We can have it too close because you want to run around to the game and play with it for a while until you're sick of it. Yeah, you know that's true. Uh, Maybe maybe they think pre-orders are down, so they gotta you know boost it up. You know, go. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, you go into GameStop to get your code, and they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna try to convince you to put your five dollars down. And what do we say to that? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I say this every time there's a distribution at GameStop. I will say it again. GameStop cannot, although they might try, but they cannot charge you for this code. If they are saying you have to pre-order in order to get it, that is wrong. That is not part of what this is. Uh, and that GameStop sh- the, should put itself out of business at that point. There, there, is, there is no charge. Now, there was debate last time, because at least when I worked at GameStop, if you didn't actually have the physical code cards, you could print them out on a receipt. You just went into mm-hmm. the system and you could just like print them out. You could like print as many as you wanted. And I, I've been told that sometimes that doesn't work anymore. And I'm not 100% sure why or what happened there. Uh, but I know with like the Growlithe for Legends Arceus, they couldn't do the receipt thing. And the code cards were delayed. Not that that was like a really sought after distribution. So I'm not 100% sure on the receipt thing, but also not 100% sure if the code cards are going to get delayed. Or if there are code cards at all. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know anything, really. It's the beginning of September, so we will update you as as that goes along of whether you should get your Eternatus or not. But yeah, maybe, maybe closer to the end of Sword and Shield and right before Scarlet and Violet, they'll do Calyrex or Urshifu or... Maybe somebody else, but hey, they did a Eternatus. I, I am a little surprised, not surprised, I guess, but I kind of compare Eternatus and Galar to like Necrozma and Alola. And like when they did that shiny, they only did it in Japan for actually ever, Secret right? Club. I don't think, I think they only did it for Secret Club for the giveaway. I mean, you can get it now with the Dynamax Adventures, but yeah, as far as the giveaway, it never came to, uh, america it was only secret club in japan so it is cool that we're getting this third legendary of the original uh sword and shield the third uh, dog all around which is a dragon (laughs) skeleton now do we know what the third dog is bolton here's the question though are they going to get it in the uk so that i can use the website which is how i get all of my codes now and not have to go to gamestop because that's a much better experience for me Mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't know I like I hate come, saying come through Game UK. I hate saying that GameStop is the preferred way of getting it because the newsletter is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. 
the amount of people that just never get the email from the newsletter and the the Pokemon customer support is like, make sure you have this thing checked on. And it's like, I've had it checked on. It is checked. Like, I literally just got your bitter. eight emails last week. Why did I not get this <laughs> one with the Zarude? What was it? Zarude. Zarude was the last Zerud one. Zarude for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bitter about 2018. I never got my Heatran or Regigigas like year of legendaries uh, newsletter and no one has been able to trade me one because apparently like no one got that newsletter and that was the only way to redeem them back in 2018. It is the worst, the worst frustrating thing. I was going to do a transition about frustrating, but I I don't have a good one. Uh, (laughs) Grify I makes its mark. Yes. Uh, meet mm-hmm. the toxic monkey Pokemon originally discovered in the Paldea region, and they had like a uh, short forty-five second video, which we've come a long way since the twenty-four hour uh, Ponyta stream, where then also the Ponyta came on stream and it was missing its tail. Also, researchers have come a long way because they're now leaving cameras out so they don't get killed in their missions, like every other video so far. This person's like, nah, I don't know what this is. I'm gonna leave cameras out, and the thing can kill the camera, and I will still be alive. Mm-hmm. They saw that Zoroark video, yeah, and we're like, like nope. uh-uh, not happening. No, thank thank you. you. Um, it is a poison normal type Pokemon. Weighs the first ever. Weighs sixty pounds. Weighs uh, uh two feet four inches in freedom units. Has the ability <laughs> unburden and poison touch. Uh, I think unburden would be good if. It has like belch, um, or whatever move would consume a berry. I would assume that it would probably get belch. Uh, it says Grafii is nocturnal. Once the sun set, it licks its hands and fingers to cover them in poison. Then it u- then it uses them to draw patterns on the trees in its territory. Its poisonous saliva is used to paint uses to paint paralyzes bug Pokemon, which are drawn to the saliva's sweet fragrant scent. When drawn, when drawn. When Dawn draws, wow, there's a lot of D-A-Ws there. When Dawn draws near, Grafii goes to collect any inca- uh, incapacitated prey. This Pokemon specializes... Incapacitated prey. Incapacitated, <laughs> sorry. Uh, this Pokemon specializes in using its poisonous saliva, which co- changes colors depending on what the Pokemon eats. To attack foes by spitting at them or slashing at them with its coating... Uh, on its claws with saliva, when Grafii senses danger, its poison rapidly, rapidly rapidly becomes concentrated, resulting in a potent toxin, once absorbed, that will immobilize a victim for three whole days. Do we think it's going to learn the move toxic, or are they going to skip it? Uh, I don't. It's always they always make poison Pokemon seem so deadly. Like, is it like Gar- yeah. Garbodor is like? No human can stand around it because its stench is so bad. <laughs> and then you just see Ash around like eight of them, and it's like, ah, oh, it's fine. That's fine. Look, Ash has lost all senses because he's been electrocuted so many times. He can't smell, hear, or taste much anymore. I am. I hope that Grafii doesn't mean that Smeargle is kept away from... Smeargle's gone forever. Paldea. That's what it seems like. How many... I mean... I don't, I don't, are, you, are you insinuating are you suggesting that Grafii would get like sketch no I just am seeing a Pokemon who follows like the 
the theme of another very popular Pokemon and and thinking, do they want to not do want to zero in on that with a new Pokemon and not have uh, this other, you know, have Smeargle who just because of the, the not like anything that he actually does in the game, more so just the idea of Smeargle being this Pokemon that paints and Grafai also having that same mm. oh, I see, I see. Uh, theme to him. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, obviously, like the the dex cut the the great dex t- cut of well i don't even know what year that was when they announced sword and shield 2017 or something 2018 2018 yeah. um 19 we we have so many pokemon with like weird gimmicks that they're able to now that the the dex cut is a thing they can like keep those gimmicks to specific games like, I think Unknown did fit really well in Legends Arceus because Legends Arceus isn't a competitive g- game. And also, there's not that many battles in that game at all. <laughs> and, like, hidden, like it, they, they did cut Hidden Power from Sword and Shield. They got rid of that move completely. And then it was like, well, that's the only move Unknown learns. So what happens if Unknown comes back in the future? And they're like, we did it. We made Unknown come back in this game where battling doesn't really matter. And Hidden Power does this very specific thing now. And it still doesn't matter because this game isn't competitive. Like, we we were thinking for the longest time, was like, are they going to just keep making Furfru work? They're going to have to have a salon in every single game to make Furfru work. Now they can just be like, you know what? Furfru ain't in this game. We'll see you in a couple of years. Uh, I think Smeargle is that Pokemon as well. Like, Sketch was a nightmare for competitive. And they literally had to ban Dark Void because why would you not sketch Dark Void and whatever else? I don't think Rafi was like there to like fill in the the the, the role of Smeargle. I think like a I think I think it's different enough, but I but I am worried about like are they gonna bring Smeargle back? Because if they're if they're not gonna bring Smeargle back, it's probably because of competitive reasons. Mm-hmm. We know right. Breloom is coming back though, and Breloom has access to Spore. Yeah, and we know that Smeargle was also one of the best false swipers. Because like, what was everyone using in Sun and Moon or X and Y or Mega Ruby? It was usually like Smeargle with false swipe and Spore and what were the other two? I don't even remember. Soak, Soak, uh, mm-hmm. and. Depending on the last one, you could use um, gastro acid sometimes, or uh, was the other? Can't even remember what moves are on mine. I still have it. Well, there was not a single Pokemon in Sword and Shield that learned both False Swipe and Spore. There was like Gallade, which was like False Swipe and Hypnosis, but Mm -hmm. like there was no way that was like an oversight. That was that felt very intentional. Yeah, uh, I like I the design of Griffi Eye. Uh, it's ugly cute. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ugly. <laughs> yep, <laughs> ugly cute is perfect. <laughs> it 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 feels very um like trying to get like the cool kids back. Very like edge lord. I'm still shopping at Hot Topic kind of thing. There are going to be a lot of Hot Topic Griffi Eye T-shirts. You know. And there's going to be a lot of fan art of Grafai with a chain wallet. Just give it time, especially after this <laughs> podcast. 
I wonder if do you think this Pokemon's going to evolve or not, or do you think this is like a Komala, Smeargle, Kecleon situation where it's I just have like a feeling it's this is just it, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is it. It's just a one and done. Yeah, I have no basis for that feeling other than that's what I feel. No, it feel it for whatever reason it feels like that to me as well. I, I don't see it having uh, an evolution. I, I think that it. Yeah, I guess I don't know what it is either about it, but something something about the way it's presented just feels like it's not going to evolve. Yeah, I I got that that same energy too. It makes sense now that why uh there's like um there's like a spray paint graffiti character that they showed like a trainer model. So assuming that mm. that Pokemon has graffiti eye or even like maybe another shot in the dark is there's another maybe graffiti Pokemon that conflicts with Griffi Eye. They, I, <laughs> I feel like Game Freak can't just make one monkey. They're like, we need a minimum of two monkeys at all. There's at all always time. more monkeys. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there would be like another graffiti Pokemon monkey or not that competes with Griffi Eye for for territory or because it. Okay, so my my thing too is. Like, yeah, they show all that paint, but when in the video, they show him, like, painting over the paint in, like, circles. So, is somebody else laying down the stripes, and then Grafai is painting over it with circles? I mean, they, sh- they showed the... Uh, what bug was it that they showed? Scatterbug. Scatterbug being attracted to the stripes, which is... Goes with the with story. It, which the... is the story of its thing, so... Yeah. I I think they were just showing like oh it's laid down these stripes and it comes in and, and paints more because they wanted to show off its painting yeah but like the scatter bug was doing what the story says they draw it to attract bugs right right um I do wonder if so to me Grafii looks I would say like it looks futuristic a little bit like it's a little bit more modern. And mm. I wonder if they would have some past themed Pokemon that would be opposite of Grafii. I can and see that. that. Be, its that eyes look very futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. It it looks yeah very or modern or futuristic with a. It almost looks like it has like a VR headset on. I mean, it's not. It's the way his eyes look, but it just kind of looks a little bit like that. I, and, I mean, deep. it is just. It is to also to say, like, the painted forest is a thing that exists. Um, so the painted forest of Oma, which I believe is in Spain, so like the trees are based off of that forest. So, like, it's interesting that they're sort of incorporating Pokemon into that instead of uh, the actual sculptor painter who did it in real life obviously so it's it's kind of a nice nod to a thing that actually exists um i'll link so you can see pictures of it i'll put it link in the chat so you can see like you can see what they based it off of right like you can look at this painted forest and like, oh okay this was the inspiration mm-hmm. this is a nice touch it's a nice spanish flair to this pokemon and sort of what the forest lives in uh, shifting over to a little bit of Pokemon Go news, there was already the Inke event that, that came and went, so we're not going to talk about that. But there's a Clefairy, uh, there was a Clefairy event, 
Uh, Clefairy has been spotted together all over for the world, all over the world in preparation for the full moon. Uh, it seems that celebration is about to begin on the night of Saturday, September 10th. Clefairy will appear more often in the wild from 6 to 9 local time. Um, and we can't see what you find by the moonlight. I, is this, is this just a Clefairy community day? Like it, it, I think it so. they're not saying it's like field research, like the Inke mm-hmm. event. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to have uh, an event at night, and it goes along with the Harvest Moon, the whole theme of that. I think is the Pokemon Company doing something like I think they're doing other events or other things in Japan with regarding like the Harvest Moon. So I think this is like a part of that. There is a, a Japanese weather channel that is actually going to be like dedicating an hour to the Clefairy event. Um, and that Japanese weather channel streams on Twitch. And they stream on like YouTube and stuff too. So I, they're going to be covering this event. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. What, is that just someone playing Go? Like seeing a bunch of Clefairy spawn. I, I I imagine it would be like you know how they do like the Santa tracker every year. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I think. It, it it is really cool that they're doing an event at night. I think that's great, especially in the summertime where where you know at least in was at least in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota the you still have daylight at like nine o'clock. Um, I don't know about other places, that's- but. That's wild to me, by the way, it is anytime I see someone uh, doing a video or streaming something outside and it's like 830 or nine o'clock and it looks like the middle of the day <laughs> is just so, I mean, I've experienced it. I, I was up in Alaska one time and it was still light out at like 11 PM or something. And I, that was something, but I still trips me up every single time I see that uh, where it's daylight. At like nine. Yeah. O'clock. I mean, to be fair, like, the sun will be going down at around 7.40 on Saturday because the days are, once again, getting shorter. So you should be able to do some of the community day while the full moon is out and you can look at said full moon provided it's not cloudy or terrible weather. I guess my question yeah, the is why... the weirdest thing was going to Hawaii when they have exactly eight hours of daylight and eight hours of night. I'm like, we had no <laughs> idea what to do. Like, this is the strangest experience of my life. I guess I'm curious why they're not calling this a community day. Because well, they actually have a different day for community day that they haven't announced. And I bet they won't have... I don't think it'll be... I don't think the shiny rate will be 1 in 25 or whatever community day numbers are. So they won't probably want to keep... Probably want to keep that out of there mm. in case they aren't going to make and the yeah, shiny they rate. They're they, doing all the extra bonuses for lures and all that stuff. It's just, hey, come out and dance. Yeah, there is, they didn't say anything about incense or lures or it's just more Clefairy from 6 to 9 p.m. That's it. It's like an extended spotlight hour, I think, more than a community day, right? Like, well, spotlight hour doesn't have increased odds. So, Does this say that it'll have increased shiny odds? No, it'll just say Clefairy could be shiny. Yeah, I think it's just going to be like a three-hour spotlight hour. Spotlight hours. I so guess. just the complaint uh, is, I played for all three hours. I only got one shiny Clefairy. This event sucked. Yes, we will see many tweets like yeah, that. Yeah, afterwards. yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, there's the Psychic Spectacular event happening right now. Uh, Mega Alakazam will make its debut in Mega Raids. 
uh, Abra, Slowpoke, Drowsy, Natu, Ralts, Spoink, Muna, Wubat, Gathita, Solosis, LGM, uh, Kadabra, and Curlia will be appearing more in the wild. Unknown E, P, and S. I guess that's probably for September SEP. Um, will be or in ESP or ES. Like- oh, ESP, yeah. <laughs> or PES, like maybe their big Pez dispenser fan. <laughs> that's P E Z. Unknown E, P, S, and Esper will be in one star raids. Alolan Raichu, Wobbuffet, Girafferig, and Oranguru will be in three star raids. And then all four Deoxys's will be in five-star raids, and then Mega Alakazam in m- Mega raids. And from on September 11th, Sunday, from 2 to 5, uh, there will be a special raid day for the mythical Pokemon Deoxys. All forms of Deoxys will appear more frequently in raids, earn up to five additional raid passes by spending gyms, increased chance for finding shiny Deoxys. Did this, this, did this event start? Because I feel like yeah, I'm seeing no such. Oh, no, it starts on Tuesday. The 5th or the 6th, yeah. Okay. Tuesday, yeah, September like, 6th. I'm like, I have seen, seen exactly zero psychic types on my walks. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't notice that it would have started or not if there wasn't that Cosmog mission to, like, catch psychic Pokemon. And you're like, yeah. what psychic Pokemon? There's literally nothing <laughs> spawning. Mm-hmm. I caught a lot of Natu. A lot of Natu and a bunch of Deoxys raids uh, for that research. Um, I think LGM it will be shiny for the first time as well uh, during this psychic event. Oh, yes. Gotta look out for those different colored eyes, because that's kind of the only way you can tell that it's shiny. They also announced uh, Pokemon Go Safari Zone Singapore, which uh, will go along with the Pokemon Air Adventures um, from November 18th through the 20th. Shiny Purloin will make its debut. Also, uh, that is the same weekend as Scarlet and Violet. So, I, not a hundred. Maybe they've determined that Singapore players don't like Switch games. I don't like. Why is it this weekend that may? Why is it not the weekend after or the weekend before? It just it's. I can't imagine. We being, know the games Janine likes to play at this point. I just Janine is Janine's like the thing from Saw. You have to decide what is your pain, what is your pleasure. I just cannot imagine being a huge Pokemon fan, living in Singapore, like loving the main series stuff, loving Go. Maybe you love Masters as well, and then being like, "Oh, it's finally coming back to Singapore." Oh, the week in a brand new game is coming out. Just weird, weird timing. They like to, they just want to, I don't know, I guess maybe they, maybe they think there are more people who don't like all Pokemon things than do so that, so you kind of, uh, you know, oh, this group is excited about this thing happening. Now I can be excited about something Pokemon related happening too at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Okay. We were going to talk about this last week, but we will talk about it now. This will be our last news article here. I'm sure I'm missing some news, but I think we cover all the big stuff. Game Freak, this is off NintendoLife.com. Game Freak confirms Pokemon Legends Arceus started development before Sword and Shield's launch. Now, if you just read the headline, you're probably like, I knew it. Or maybe like what? But 
like there there's a point where a game is done and then the team moves on to the next game even before it ships so it's like not this is this is at least at least this isn't surprising to me because you just don't like finish a game in september and you're like well i guess we're doing nothing until november <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they do have to finish the game um eventually uh game freak held a talk during the computer entertainment developers conference 2022 on august 25th the company shared a lot of information how it developed assets for every pokemon game from pokemon red and blue all the way to the most recent series pokemon legends arceus uh game freak detailed how it used many different effects like shader fx and how it the implementation has improved over the years and during the talk the company confirmed that legends arceus started in the fall of 2018 a full year before Generation 8 games, Pokemon Sword and Shield were launched. The details of the talk have been shared by Twitter. Uh, Twitter user and YouTuber Lutube, uh, they do a lot of, um, not translation stuff, they do, do some translation stuff, but they do like a lot of like deep dives into like Pokemon history. Uh, who is uh, hoping to get their entire pre- presentation translated in the future. Uh, the Tibbet confirms that Legends Arceus was in development for three years. Uh, Pokemon's Legends Arceus saw another number of changes to the Pokemon formula with more open zones and Pokemon uh, out on the field, as well as an option to not even battle wild Pokemon. Uh, now we're on the way to the launch of Generation 9 with Scarlet and Violet. Uh, Game Freak also shared that the upcoming games started development in late 2019, around the time Sword and Shield was getting ready to launch. By that time, Scarlet and Violet will be in development for three years. I guess maybe like the takeaway here is there there are a lot of Pokemon games, no doubt. <laughs> uh, and I think a common thing you see online is like, I wish Game Freak would take more time to make these games, or I wish they would take a year off. But... It's, Legends was three years. Sword and Shield, we know, was a three-year development cycle. Um, Scarlet and Violet, we have now have confirmation that it was also a three-year development cycle. I, I, I guess in the the capitalist mind of me is like, what, like, if you give if you give a game like Scarlet and Violet another year, is it actually going to sell two million extra copies? Are the trees going to look that much better that <laughs> you're going to like dramatically increase sales or marketing? Like at a certain point, you're paying employees and you're putting in time and revenue for three years and you got to ship a product and then you have to start mm-hmm. on the next product. That's just how companies work. Mm-hmm. Would a would another year make that game better? Probably. Yeah. More time. Usually. Yeah. But like, maybe that I mean, I mean, that is a tough thing to say universally, because more time doesn't necessarily mean something gets better. More time can also get people second guessing. More time can mean that people drag their feet. The planning stage at the start just was protracted and nobody could make a decision because they had more time. Like, there's no way to necessarily say i will have a better product because i had more time with it yeah and i th- i think what it feels like at least is and you see this with uh 
other things as well. But people who say, I wish they would take time or I wish they would uh, you know, take more time or, or take a year off of releasing the game. I, I think a lot of those people, I'm not going to say everyone, definitely not everyone, but I think there are a lot of people who think that the games don't take three years to develop. I think that they, they do think like Sword and Shield came out and now they're starting work on Legends, right? And so they're saying, oh, I wish they would give it more than a year. But in reality, it's like, no, it's three years. They've been developing it for three years. So I think there's that idea where it feels like maybe it's only been in development for a short period of time because obviously you're not hearing about it until, uh, you know, eight months before it comes out. But three years is a lot of time to be developing a game. And to say an extra year would make it that better, like Greg said, maybe, but that doesn't mean that all around. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I I will say this. I'm always curious what people think a good amount of time to spend developing a game. And what's your example? Like what, what game took X amount of time that's the pinnacle of your gameplay? Breath of the Wild took five years, right? Wasn't it a five-year development game? Yeah. And I mean, I would, and I, I, I would say people would, you know, whatever, however people thought of, you know, specifics about it. But I do think that there are a lot of people who thought that that game was done very well and was a really good game. Uh, yeah, I think Breath of the Wild say, is incredible. I put 40 hours into it and then I never played it again. I I, I I beat Ganondorf. I I did most of the temples. Uh, I enjoyed every second I played that game, but I didn't have the replayability that I found in. Like I have two thousand hours in Sword and Shield, and because like I I spent right. time competitive. I spent time um shiny hunting. I spent time completing the Pokedex. And w- could I easily get two hundred hours out of Breath of the Wild of completing every single dungeon or finding all the Korok seeds? Yeah, but like I didn't. I didn't feel the need to in that game. And some people did. Um, yeah. I mean, I put 250 hours into Breath of the Wild. I didn't get all the Korok seeds. I don't want to do that. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get all the... No, thanks. Um, not, not only 900 Korok seeds, but uh, I did, you know, complete all the temples. That was That was the first, maybe the first game where I didn't use any, you know, like guide or anything to find, you know, to get all of that completed temples missions um all of that so that was um something i, I mean i loved i loved that game I, i'm not e- but i'm not i mean i'm not even saying that that's like for me like i think that three years that they take to took to create sword and shield i uh, was wonderful but i do feel like breath of the wild is that game where a lot of people are like that game was incredible uh and then they did take five years to make it would five years working on scarlet and violet make it that much better no that doesn't mean that but i do think people like like to point to something uh and breath of the wild is the thing a lot of people point to especially when they hear you know pokemon's going open world right i mean what did they do with legends it wasn't even open world but everybody compared legends to breath of the wild right and everybody's gonna compare scarlet and violet to breath of the wild even though there are other games that do the same thing um so i just think when that question is asked, you know, how long development would make a game good? Then the comparison is going to be, hey, Breath of the Wild took five years. Uh, and, you know, that's how that turned out. 
You um, mean the nine it, years it, it took for Cyberpunk didn't result in a, an amazing game when that, <laughs> I mean, that yeah, debuted? I mean, we have examples of <laughs> games that took forever that also were abysmal failures. Like, mm-hmm. it is a difficult thing to say to make those comparisons because mm-hmm. for every pot, like every one positive thing you have, you can point to an equally negative experience for a game that took a lot longer. Like you have to sort of decide, like it's okay to say the game isn't for you. <laughs> like, but pointing at things that you don't have control over and making grand claims, like if they just spent more time playing, working on these games, it would match my needs. No, they're not trying to match your specific needs. Right. Well, and again, I think that there are a lot of people who, if you said, if they said this game needed more time and you said, okay, well, how long do you think the game took them? They might not say three years. They might say like, oh, I bet they worked on it for a year or a year and a half or two, you know, like three years. It's like, oh, that might be a little bit, you know, I guess it turns into a different argument. Like, well, why isn't it better? (laughs) Like, whatever. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) I I think that there is definitely um, some just people just think differently than than what really you know they 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 look at it based on like well nobody really was talking about this before eight months ago so it couldn't have been in development for a whole lot longer than eight months but no that's obviously not true so how long have we been waiting how long was the wait for that doom game that wasn't very good like fifteen thousand years yeah (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean there, the you is, could also like I I I guess we could spend literally ninety minutes talking about games that were in development, like like Anthem, which was like the Destiny yeah. killer. That was a four year development cycle, and now you can walk into GameStop and buy Anthem for literally ninety nine cents. It won't work because they shut down the servers. Because like I don't even right. think that game lasted a full year before they were like it did it, it didn't. That- <laughs> <laughs> the, the the thing is, the thing that frustrates me always about this conversation is you don't need a justification for not liking something. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But pointing out random things to make other people who do like the thing suddenly not like it is never going to work. Like, you can say, oh, you know, it would have really hit my buttons if it had taken four more years and it had been all of these things. It's like, it could have been. That's not the game they got. It's fine that you don't like this game. I do. Cool. Like, these conversations that happen, like, even, like, this this article itself was like, see, it did take three years. It's like, that's, it, it could have taken one. Like, we got the game we got. Like, you can have legitimate criticisms about things that they did do in the game that you think could be done better but pointing at a development cycle in a corporation that you don't control with processes you can't see and employees you can't speak to you're just farting in the wind at that point and making everybody smell it (laughs) that that is twitter that is twitter's motto with the argument of um whether a game is needs more time or or it came out too soon i feel like people i feel like i hear the quote there's there's a quote by miyamoto which goes hand in hand with like zelda fans or mario fans of a delayed game is eventually good but a rushed game is bad forever and he said this in one of like this these like business talk things when back gosh like in like 2012 or something 2010 2012 but like 
and people will use that quote and they did use it al- around sword and shield of like oh they should have just delayed it because like uh a delayed game is eventually good or uh, a rushed game is bad forever but that like that doesn't even hold up anymore no like, it doesn't Mm-mm. like that quote literally doesn't hold any water anymore because there have been games like rainbow six or final fantasy 14 or no man's sky where these games were actually terrible at launch and they fixed it oh yeah mm-hmm. and like like rainbow six is probably one of the biggest ones that people don't talk about but like that game was so terrible at launch and now it has one of like the best biggest most dedicated like fan bases ever and like if you're not in rainbow six you're not in rainbow six but like the people that are like they hated that game and everything about it and that team was able to like revamp rework and like restructure the entire game where now it's it is the best rainbow six game ever made they blew up the first iteration of final fantasy 14 they literally killed everybody and everybody inside of it and redid the entire game and called it a realm reborn because the first iteration was awful yeah and now final fantasy 14 is the biggest mmo yeah out there yeah it's an incredible game (laughs) i thought the development cycle stuff was was interesting uh three years seems fine again i don't know if i don't know if four years is suddenly going to result in more sales or a better game or it's just interesting like people like gives a talking point of well sword and shield and legends arceus took the same amount of development time Mm-hmm. So you loved Arceus and you didn't like Sword and Shield. So the development time isn't a factor there because they took the same amount of time. Right. It just met your gameplay expectations. Right. Right. And one game that had was... 600 Pokemon and the other game only had 200 Pokemon. <laughs> well, that was what I was going to say, too, is it's interesting. I mean, I don't know how game development works specifically. So but to have them be the same amount of time, I feel like Sword and Shield is such a bigger game i mean they're obvious it is a bigger game there's just more to sword and shield when it comes to uh, everything but um for them to take the same amount of time kind of shows you that maybe an extra year wouldn't have made a whole lot of a difference if if those two games are taking a similar amount of time to yeah, make i, I don't so. even know what you would add to legends that like would you just add trainers around the world and those trainers battle you? I don't know if that just that's I don't think that makes it a dramatically better game. <laughs> like, yeah, you got yeah. trainer battles, but like <laughs> Like I don't no. I think Legends is great. <laughs> no. And I think they tried a lot of things. I think some things worked, some things didn't, but yeah, I, I to me Sword and Shield is like the 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 game I keep going back to. Okay. Well, uh Let's do question. No Pokemon of the week, uh, but we can uh, we can question the week here. It's the question of the week. That was it. That yeah. was a quick one. <laughs> not all of them are magnum opuses. Sometimes <laughs> only one part of a song is actually good, as proven by TikTok. I guess <laughs> that's pretty true. <laughs> Look, I'm if you I'm take some a- of those songs that are hot clips on TikTok and listen to the whole thing, you're like. What am I listening to? That is so true. <laughs> I think I finally heard that full Lizzo song the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't. I've only heard that one verse over yeah, and over." It was I on the bus. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, the whole song is pretty all right, but like, I didn't like, know the that it was... song is really, really good. It's very different than the one verse you hear, though. Yep. It is, and it there's is. one song that's... There's a vibe song, kind of, kind of vibe song that was big on TikTok, and the whole song is just like, what is happening in this thing? <laughs> this is from Brandon in our Slack. What part of the animal kingdom, mammals, insects, birds, have the best Pokemon designs? Mammals. Yeah. Birds. I was going to say birds. Mammals. You got you got all of the elephants. You have all the dogs. You have all of the cats. You have all of the mammals. <laughs> <laughs> they are incredible. Look, if it weren't for mammals, we wouldn't have Trubbish. Case closed. <laughs> did, did I cat. recently see Trubbish as like a cat or yeah. something? Steve, yeah, Trubbish is a cat. Firmly Trubbish is a cat. Truffish tr- is Truffish is a cat. <laughs> wow, I think birds. The birds are the the best. So many good birds. Name one. Far fetched. Yeah, that's a pretty good bird. The best bird. It barely flies. That's the mammal. <laughs> this this question was asked like two weeks ago on our YouTube. Uh, it's from Sir Fay. Uh, if you had a chance to pick a community day, what would you pick to be featured? I think that's a good question because, like, we have three or community days announced, but no Pokemon being listed. Yeah, yeah. I guess what? What at this point? I mean, obvious choice for me: October Litwick. I think that's like everyone's choice, though. <laughs> I think yeah, that is what they're going. That's probably what they're going to do based on some but of the. We say that found. every year, and it never happens. Yeah, but if we I know, keep I mean, saying been, it, we'll yeah. eventually be right. <laughs> eventually, it'll happen. They do miss the Halloween themed Pokemon sometimes, though, on the October community days. So, uh, I guess they could miss it again. But I don't know. Litwick, Litwick, Litwick has such a good shiny. Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely does. I. I feel like, I feel like we're at, we're at this part where we're running out of Pokemon to feature. I mean, they could feature something that's already been shiny, but I don't think like a Goldeen community day would go over well. Although people I mean, were do oddly excited, I do it. People were oddly excited for Weedle community day, so I don't know. You know what would probably do incredibly well? An unknown community day. They would never do that because they they use unknown. No. Very, yeah, they use unknown I, to lure you in. I, I like the way they yeah. use unknown, but well, I like unknown at events. I don't like them putting unknown into raids, being like, here's a dollar for a letter. Good mm. luck. Have we had a Cubone community day? We have not. Cubone. No, that would be good. So and I want at I want for this year to be a Cubone community day that can evolve into either regular Marowak or a lowland marowak we did have a cubone event though or was it a event, but not a community day it was not a community day but you could evolve it into a lowland marowak yeah. during that period of time and i did <laughs> are we missing any of the starters yet yeah, well, yeah where are we at where are we in starters? are we at gen 5 yeah yet? we need fennec and chespin uh froki um yeah. i think p-dove would be good I know mm-hmm. Pdov could be is has been shiny for a while, but because there's like two different unpheasants, mm-hmm. um, like yeah, you could find one random Pdov, but like, what if you find two and they're both male? It's like ah, I don't have the other unpheasant now. How think, about a uh, Budu community? They haven't done that yet. Yeah, 
Uh, Seawaddle would be a good one. Seawaddle. <laughs> Seawaddle, Swadloon, yeah. Lavani, Lavani, Lavani. Mm. I think Rog and Rolla would be a good one. Gigalith has a really good shiny. Well, all three of them have a really good shiny. Uh, um, Flabebe, probably. But that's like weird, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a toughie. They got like flowers spawning everywhere. I don't think it would be that bad, though, because like what America gets what like orange white and yellow and then like Europe gets like red orange and white and then Asia gets blue white and something else like mm-hmm. have we had a binary community day no we just had an event Mm-mm. no binary have we had a shellos no shellos it can't even be shiny yet, I don't think. Yeah, right? no, Shellos can't be shiny yet. No, How we don't about need... a Burmy community today? <laughs> How about a what? Burmy? A Burmy, Burmy, Burmy would be okay, get... I think. And, that would be cool. And, and, as a, and in, in one-star raids, naked Burmy. <laughs> this is what they do for Halloween. They scrap, hear me out, no Litwick. Gone. Get rid of it. They just introduce Impidimp for Halloween. Boom. Debuts on Community Day. I, I would mean, be down I'd for that. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I'll take it. Yeah, totally. 100%. Have they done that? Where I po- Yeah, they did do that, didn't they? Where a Pokemon debuted Community Day. It was Stuffle. Stuffle they did that. Stuffle. Yeah. Stuffle. Stuffle. And that was a great Community Day. That was a really yeah. good one. That, and to be fair, that was the first one where they went back from six to three hours. So they were like really trying right. to win us over on that one. People. <laughs> but that Community Day was really good. <laughs> It was. What if they did like a fossil community day for the new fossils? That would be sweet. I don't know how they're going to do those and fossils. The, and the one star raids are the two parts that you have to combine together to get the fossil. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pokemon Go did the best version of Inke because when you rotate your iPhone upside down, it like it changes to evolve and then it's like readable and it's really. Mm-hmm. Like fluid and great, and like because I don't think with the switch there's any signification. Like no. switch or 3ds, you just turn it upside down and then like hope it and works. Then you can't read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The but Pokemon Go did a re- really really well. Um, Have we had yeah. a Blitzel community day? No, they Blitzel I was like Blitzel. Blitzel. Oh, Blitzel featured for something. Yeah, I had the um, had a costume, and that was when it could first be shiny. Uh, like a bow right. tie or something. I've got the ultimate one. Basculin community today. Mm. And it can evolve into Basculi Legion. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> now, Basculi Legion is going to be something like put your Basculin in the gym and get it knocked out 40 times or something <laughs> to evolve it. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe like it'll be you can only evolve a basculin that is that doesn't have any health or something like it has to have no health in order to evolve it into basculin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's still a lot of Pokemon they could do, but I mean, like they have Perfect. they have done Pokemon that Perfect. have existed as shiny before, like like Geodude as the community. So some people like that, some people don't. It's whatever. Yeah, um, we'll definitely get the Kalo starters. I think starting at some point. I feel like uh, in the next few months. Do we think we're getting them this year? I think we're getting them next year, right? I think we, we get one of them this because year. Because we only really have September, October, November left. Because December almost is always the catch-up. Everything. 
Right. That's true. I would say we get at least one Kalos starter this year. I think November. I bet they do. Because I don't know that they want to put two of the next three as the starters, but maybe I could see like November we get Chespin or something. Um, and then so like you know, Chespin, the Litwick, year. and I don't even know what else they would do. We don't know September's yet, right? No, no. But it's in like two weeks. Yeah. Weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't think announcing the Pokemon is that big of a deal. The save the date, I think, is way more important. Um, yeah, but you can like get the anger down a little bit if you announce it further out. Then by the time it comes around, everybody's got their anger out and they're no longer as as mad about it. Because you know, people will be mad about it. Doesn't matter what Pokemon it is. I'm gonna guess that it's sweet, gentle Bobby thinking people's angers lessen. I'm gonna guess that September's <laughs> Pokemon is Sandile. I just got a hundred percent. I just hatched a hundred percent Sandile, and I was thinking I can't evolve it until Community Day now, so that it gets the move or whatever that it'll why, get. Why are you sticking? Why do you think it's Sandile? I'm just I'm just on Pokemon database, and I'm just like looking at like sets of threes oh, that okay, haven't been done yet, and like it's a good shiny too. Sandile is like the first set of three out of the Gen five Pokemon that have not been turned shiny, right? Yeah, it's only is in twelve k in the though? game yet. Maybe so. we get Honage. Oh, it's Halloween. only in twelve k Oh, there's no way they do that. Never yeah. mind. I <laughs> cancel that. <laughs> uh, Honage would be cool. Uh, that could be a new. That could be a new Pokemon, and just go shine. Get the shiny. That's out true. There too. They could do Gothita. They haven't turned Gothita shiny yet. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. I don't know if Gothita's like super exciting, but it's got a big head. It's easy for excellent throws. Solosis also. Oh yeah, Solosis cool. as well. I it's think I think Solosis is more popular than Gathita by far. Get little yeah. blob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think that's uh, all we have for this week. Uh, did Lost Origin come out, or is that this weekend? I think it's this weekend. It comes out on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Pre-release was last week, but yeah. Uh, McDonald's has Happy Meals. Uh, they're bad. They're very bad toys. They're 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 just spinner things. They're they're t- they're terrible. You get a pack of cards. There's nothing in those cards that are actually good or sought after. There's a Pikachu. There's a Pikachu. Yeah, there's a Pikachu. Um, but yeah, the little toy it comes with is is terrible. It's just like a weird roulette spinner. I didn't realize it was a toy. <laughs> I thought it was just a. Uh just a there's a there's a toy in it's not in america it's in japan i think there's a psyduck that dances oh yeah that thing's so people cute. are like just skyrocketed the price of this thing because <laughs> of this really cute dance that it does uh, yeah, but yeah, not stuff. in america uh also forgot to say that there's the halloween collection is now on pokemoncenter.com so it looks like they brought back some of the, the statues last year they have like some candy dishes um that's on, that's on Pokemon Center. So, uh, if you if you like the Halloween stuff, I'm sure it will sell out, uh, because the Halloween stuff always has sold out relatively quickly. So, I guess if you want that, uh, try to get that as soon as possible. Anyways, uh, that's that's our episode. Uh, Bobby, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, is it the dot? Is it not the dot? <laughs> no, no dot. Twitter is just PKMN snaps. <laughs> Got it. Greg is at White Wing. I'm at Dragging a Lake. Thank you guys for listening and making it to the end. Of course, we will be back next week. Um, 
If you want, uh, you know, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, all the same, P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T, if we ran any ads this episode, um, and you're like, what was the code for that? It's it's literally the same. It's P-K-M-N-C. It's, it's, it's almost always the same, unless it was an every plate ad, but that's because their their things are specific. Yeah, but thanks thanks for making it to the end. Uh, we will see you guys next week. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe. It really helps us out, uh, especially with the lead up to Scarlet and Violet. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, uh, if you want bonus episodes or ad-free episodes, you can subscribe. Use that two-week free trial inside your app. Um, it also supports the show a lot. Um, uh, and if you can't do that, but you still like the show, uh, leave a review. That's also incredibly helpful in Apple Podcasts. I've been told for the last four years that Spotify will eventually get a review program for their podcast. That has not happened. Uh, it probably won't happen because, you know, Spotify is doing their own thing. They're living in their own world. They're just saying things to make people happy. And uh, if you're listening on Spotify, I, I don't know. <laughs> just enjoy. <laughs> you can't do anything, I guess. Um, anyways, we'll be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super sounds like you're better off getting space jammed than this bad toy epic time. This podcast is made possible because of our patrons. A huge shout out to our producers on Patreon, starting with Stephen, Sean, Matthew, Kay, Jessica, Brian, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Gray, Carlos. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady. You too would like your name read at the end of the episode, or you just want to support to get ad free episodes or bonus episodes, you can head over to patreon.com slash PKMNCAST. That is patreon.com slash PKMNCAST. Thank you all for your support, and we will see you all next week.